0: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, September 17th edition. We got a doozy on Tap Six Gamer, six whole games to take part in on this Thursday. Everybody had a good Wednesday. Another wild one. Yankees keep saying that they're heating up. Just jump on the train. We'll talk about them again today as they are definitely a live one as well. We got some good pitching, we have Coors Field. It's going to be a fun slate. I uh, hope everybody was okay last night. Uh, the DeGrom situation is what I'll call it. it was bizarre. lots of an injury. He didn't want to leave. He left. Still seeing green screens in the Slack chat, which is great. Uh, over at the Lion Star, guys, we saw a big, big win, which was awesome to see as well. If you want to get in a free fantasy sports DJ in Slack chat, just hit me up on Twitter at Pediatric. Get me your email. I'll take care of you and put you up in there. If you want to um, give a rating review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. It would help the podcast out a ton. It would be really, really helpful for the show. Also, if you like to watch it, if you want to see a face that's made for radio and uh, discuss your quick hits for the day, you can go check us out on the Rotoballer YouTube channel, rotoballer.com. Join the Rotoballer Premium with promo code Bubba for 10% off. Get their premium Slack chat, their tools, their premium articles, and much, much more. So go check out all that and enjoy. Now that the housekeeping is taken care of, let's get into what you came here for, the six-game slate where we have Mets, Phillies, total is I need to get off the team totals. I am on the team totals. Give me one second here. <clears throat> we got Mets, yeah, Phillies, total is 7.5. Cardinals, Pirates, totals 8.5. Blue Jays, Yankees, 9.5. Indians, Tigers, 7.5. Rangers, Astros is 9. Dodgers, Rockies, 11.5. So as you can tell, we have three totals of 9 or more and three totals of 8.5 or less. So some pitching, some hitting, it's going to be pretty um, congregated to the same locations for the most part when you break all this goodness down tonight. But uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the pitching on this six-game slate. It starts up top at ten thousand nine hundred dollars with the one, the only Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber has been absolutely outstanding this season, coming off potentially his worst start of the year where he gave up three runs. The second time this year he's given up three runs. Everything else has been two run runs or less. Still struck out eight. He struck out eight or more. Uh, in every game this season, which is outstanding. He's got double digits in like like six of those starts, but eight or more Ks in every single start, which helps lead to fantasy goodness. Still got you 21.6 points his last time, even though he struggled against the Minnesota Twins. He faced the Tigers back on August 15th, seven shutout with 11 Ks for 39.4 DK points, and that was at Comerica Park like he is tonight. A lot of weirdness can happen, as we've seen. DeGrom gets yanked. Uh, we see different aces get hit around lately. Jack Flaherty gives up like eight runs against the Brewers, like two and a half innings, and the Brewers' offense is dreadful. But you're facing a Tigers team that strikes out 28% of the time, first right-handed pitching, 226 average, 161 ISO, 291 Woba. Yes, he's a great player. Absolutely outstanding play tonight. Shane Bieber, 10-9, lock and load, make it happen. If you want to pivot off of Bieber, they'll say you want to say, I don't want to pay the chalk for Bieber. I don't want to pay up. I want to save money, get more bats. Aaron Nola is a very good GPP pivot. He's facing the New York Mets, a team you can definitely pick on. A team he picked on two starts ago for five, five and a third, gave up three earned, struck out 10 still for 20.6 points. He has eight or more strikeouts in four straight starts, or eight or more strikeouts in seven of his last eight. He has seven or more in eight of his last nine starts on the season. He's been very, very strong. He also faced the Mets earlier this year on August 15th, seven shutout at home in Philadelphia for 32 0.8 DK points. He's been very, very good in his the last few home starts. He's got you over 30 DK points in all but one home start this season. He's really liked that Citizen Bank part bump. Something to think about there. Again, facing a Mets team, you know you can pick on. They have some lefty thump, but they just kind of go in isolation mode at times. And other times they wake up. But most of the time it's isolation mode with the Mets. They are hitting 289 versus ratings, which is very, very nice. But a 188 ISO, 357 WOBA. Slightly above average stuff. I'll give him that much, but nothing great. Just depends if because the, the, Conforto show up, Dwight Smith, uh, Nemo, McNeil's heating up, which helps. But Nolan's been filthy. The curveball is just flipping, uh, is doing its thing, spinning like crazy. So he's a very good pivot at 10-1. Could be a solid GPP play or even cash viable this evening. The other option up top here at $9,200 is Framber Valdez. And Framber's coming off back-to-back rocky starts. Rocky starts. Still managed seven cases last time to kind of salvage things a little. But it was at the Dodgers and at the Angels. Two road starts, you know, smoky weather, bad weather, whatever you want to call it. Two road starts where things kind of got haywire. Prior to that, he faced Texas at home, the Angels at home, 20 or more points, even in Colorado. Prior to that, basically two rough starts. It was two, four, six, six straight starts at basically 20 or more DraftKings points. He's been very, very solid this year. Strikeout rate, extremely high, seven or more Ks in three of his last four starts. A lot of things to like there. And what we always like is picking on the Texas Rangers. We did it with Urquidy a couple nights ago. We did it with Lance McCullers last night, who was just playing filthy. Remember, home Lance, keep that in mind as we got maybe one more start with him this season, maybe two. But you got Urquidy in this one facing Texas, who strikes out almost 25% of the time versus left. He's a 229 average, 136 ISO, and 265 Woba. Again, nothing that really scares you when it comes to the opposition. You know, Gallo hits lefties better than he has righties. Uh, you have a couple other minor guys, maybe Nick Solak. There's really no one that scares you a ton in that lineup. So if Frammer is okay, he's gonna, he should dominate this team. Now maybe there's something wrong with where the two starts came into play in L.A., but I'm just going to scratch that up. You know, young kid on the road, having some issues. Dodgers team very, very good. The um, the Angels can, you know, they can get you once in a while. We've seen that the last couple nights against Arizona. So we're just going to knock that one up there and get back to Frammer at home in a favorable matchup where his team should score and runs. They shouldn't get shut out back-to-back nights. He's getting shut out by Kyle Gibson is just the low of lows of 2020. So if it can't get any worse for Houston, it can only come up from here, right? But he's got uh, Jordan Lyles, a guy you can definitely pick on. So uh, Fran is at 92, very strong play. I don't mind him in cash, prefer him in GPPs, but I think he's a good uh, pivot off of the Bieber clan, or if you can combine it with Bieber and get the bats, you're ahead of the game. Now, I want one of those three, if not two of those three, because the rest of the pitching gets very, very rough. If you need to go down farther, a guy I usually don't play, but the way the slate dictates things, Dakota Hudson is in play tonight, coming off a 20-point performance against Cincinnati. He's throwing 95-plus pitches. He's going at least five, six innings in games. He's gone six innings or more in three of four games, so that's good to see. He's got you 20 or more points in three of five games a floor of like 13 He's usually he, he, he just puts the ball in play too much. I talk about it all the time with him. Only four K's in his last two. He had four, four, seven, three. Those are a strikeout six, three, four. So he's got four or, or fewer K's in five of his seven starts this season. That's not a ringing endorsement for me for you. That for y'all that listen to this show enough, you know, I want guys to strike out upside to get you out of trouble. If they give up a few runs, you know, the runs will be scored, in this era of baseball we play. Now, he does face the Pirates to strike out over 25% of the time versus right at the 207 average. We love picking on the Pirates. So it's the perfect storm if you're looking to save some cash. Uh, Hudson's uh, probably even cash viable this first floor, maybe 15-plus points. If you can rack up some strikeouts, maybe get you six or more. Just average a strikeout an inning, I would take it from Dakota Hudson. So Hudson at 82 is cash viable on this slate if you want to save some cash. And then the guy I'm punting with, Seth Lugo at the Philadelphia Phillies. We've been using him lately when he's been cheap, uh, as he's been getting stretched out. Well, he went 91 pitches last time. He went 60 to 81 to 91. He should be ready to rock and roll. He's got five-plus innings in his last two starts. He has five or more Ks and four straight appearances start, since they started stretching him out. His uh, DK floor, his lowest of the last four is 11.2 prior to that, 25-7, 16-7, 16-8. We've been utilizing him a ton. Big-time strikeout stuff. The issue with him is sometimes the pitch count gets up because he he tries to be too cute, maybe walks a few guys, so those can be issues. It is a Philadelphia team that can't hit the ball well. They only strike out twenty one percent of the time versus righties. Still can be got, but a two fifty one uh, average, one sixty six ISO, three twenty one wOBA, not bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. We saw last night once Degrom left, they really started hitting the ball with some power, but they still got Degrom early. But if you're looking for a punt um Lugo at 71 don't hate that at all because there's really nothing below that I like unless you really feel like trying to play Casey Mize but I think I'll pass this evening so it's Bieber easy you don't need to listen to the show to play Shane Bieber but Nola's an interesting pivot and then Framber Valdez at 92 I'm a big fan of life if I compare Framber with Nola or Bieber in cash I'm happy if you can't you can drop down the Dakota Hudson in cash but if you're looking for because I just go to Seth Lugo instead of Dakota Hudson I think Lugo's got this similar Florida Hudson with more upside to do Lugo's strikeout ability in his matchup. But Hudson, yes, does have the better matchup versus Pittsburgh overall as possibly win equity. Worst off, Lugo's got the better strikeout, maybe drafting scoring side of things. So that's where one's cash, one's GPP. So if that wasn't confusing enough, I'll recap the pitching at the end like usual. But it's pretty top-heavy today. The punts are not quite as enjoyable as they usually are when we're talking DraftKings. All right, catcher's position on this slate. Um, J.T. Realmuto—that's not an option tonight, but he's, they're hopeful he comes back this weekend, which I know a lot of season guys could really, season-long guys could really use. Uh, Will Smith and Coors versus Freeland is somebody you can take a, a, a definite peek at. Righty's hitting over 300 this year versus Freeland at home, so he's a guy at 4600. I don't hate. Other than that, though, man, it gets it gets murky. Like, do you want to pay for 38 for Maldonado against Lyles? You might have to. Yadi Molina at 33, or Stephen Brault, he could be a value for you. If you're not using Dakota Hudson, Jacob Stallings at 3,100 with the way Hudson pitches to contact, he's a puntable pitcher for you. Other than that, you're going to want to check lineups because my favorite guy, I'm just, if he's in the lineup, I'm just locking him in everywhere. I don't care if he gets a zero. I will take the gamble on Elias Diaz at 2,500 against Urias. Urias has been good, but give me, give me a cheap catcher in Coors versus a lefty, and Diaz does hit lefties really well. Uh, he went deep the other night, starting to play a little more regularly, which is good to see. So if Diaz cracks the lineup at 25, I'll just be plugging him in and going from there. The other guy I will mention, if I can find him real quick here, uh, Nap of Philadelphia is only 24 versus Lugo. He's been catching for um, for Riamuto, So keep that in mind. And I doubt Higashioka gets the start tonight after he triple donned last night for the Yankees. If he does get to start, though, at 22, yeah, you just play him as well. So there's three value options, Diaz, Knapp, Hishikoa. I I prefer Diaz in his matchup, but uh, all three in play based on what you need. First base position, you got belly bombs in Coors. You got Muncy in Coors, sure. You can pay those steep price tags, or you can just save $800 on Bellinger and play Luke Voigt, who homered again yesterday, three homers in his last two days, hit well over 300 in his last nine days, six homers in his last nine days, now has 19 home runs on the season. I mentioned how much he matches right handed pitching. He has 14 of his 19 homers on the year versus righties. I write the, uh, again, it's a reminder of Thursday, free DraftKings article over at uh, Rotobar that I took place in. Uh, Voigt's the first baseman I wrote up because I just keep playing the guy because he keeps hitting everything um, and he faces righties. And I think he's value tonight. The Yankees are in a great matchup for Sanderson and their price tags all dropped tonight compared to the last couple nights. So Voigt to 49. I'm personally on the Yankees besides, instead of going to Coors Field. I think Urias and Freeland, can they get blown up? Of course. It's Coors Field. I think they're at least reasonable pitchers where it could be like a 5-4 to game where unless they're all home runs, you don't get the fantasy production you're hoping for in Coors. And I think the Yankees, obviously, because most eyes will flock to Coors, I'll take the Yankees in a very, very prime matchup as well, team total close to 5, and I'll take the Yankees at potentially lower ownership on tonight's slate. Now, if you aren't just playing cash, sure, knock yourself out with Coors, but I still like the Yankees more in Coors Field tonight. If you want to save some cash off of Luke Voigt now, it gets a little more interesting. I think, I think an interesting pivot tonight is the Toronto Blue Jays versus Tanaka. Tanaka's been very good, so I will mention him as a GPP arm at 78 if you want to use him, just for the fact that Toronto strikes out 22% of the time versus righties, but it's getting steeper and steeper. But back to first base, I think Vlad Guerrero's interesting. If you're in GPP's only with Toronto, but the power upside versus a guy like Tanaka, if he's off, you give up a lot of long balls so varitos and play for you in that Yuli Gurriel Houston's another nice pivot off of Coors Yankees and Houston is where I'd be going off of Coors I know it's annoying cuz Houston's just been so inconsistently bad right now like really really bad but you get, you get guys like Yuli Gurriel at $4000 is a, is a nice way to look at things Lyles is not good at all you can really get the Lyles um, he's going to give up a lot of power uh potential long balls He's just been off his year. there were a lot of high hopes for Lyles coming into the year they're not there. Lefties are hitting 369. Righties 303 versus Lyles. Yuli Gurriel at 4K. Nice, cheaper piece of your action. I mentioned St. Louis can be low owned tonight. Pittsburgh will be extremely low owned. And with Hudson's pitch to contact, guys like Josh Bell and Colin Moran at 38 and 37, I think are very GPP viable. I think the Pirates are a sneaky GPP play because they are a legit boomer bust. Like I wouldn't go full on Pirate stack, but I think they're interesting as lefties hit 322 off Hudson. Righty's 289 i'm like i'm not going all in if you don't want to play him at all i don't blame you i wouldn't play him in cash unless you just need like a one-off value but uh moran and bell are interesting price points uh tonight uh, a few others heimer condolari over bieber at 32 if you're fading bieber i don't mind the Candyman at 32 with some savings alec Baum is down to He's first base third base the eligible now i gained first base eligibility so you get some value there with bomb as a different Philly i like for values tonight but bomb hitting third if you don't believe in lugo that is a nice price point. Second base, Lemayhu doubled on glass. He's 54. He's just too good. He's like the only Yankee that really didn't drop in price. He stayed up there. I think he was 55 yesterday, but he's still 54. He's leading the way. He's a phenomenal play. Not going to sugarcoat it. I keep saying that every night. He's a great play. I like the upside, the ceiling of Voight, but the Lemayhu ceiling has been ridiculous lately, so can't knock that at all. But after him, I'm just going to drop down. Kiki Hernandez and Coors versus a lefty at 41. That's a, a nice value in the Coors matchup there. Uh, Johnny Vr versus Tanaka at 38 could be nice. Uh, Jose Altuve is only 36. Keep riding that because he's. It's one of those. He's either going to get it going or it's just a shame because the hits there. He seems like he's starting to hit a little better since coming back from the IL. He's walking and getting on base. The matchup's too good versus Lyles. If you don't want to play it, I totally get it. But Altuve at 36, it's still a very good price tag. We know when Altuve's right, he's up there with LeMahieu. So you're getting a discount right now. If Garrett Hampson cracks the lineup, he's only 33. Nice Coors value for him otherwise like usual second base is pretty bleak unless something changes uh the two values tyler wade if he cracks the yankees lineup second base shortstop at 22 and the one i like a lot is scott kingery second base outfield against lugo kingery hit safely in all three games since returning from the il he has extra base hits in all three games he has seven or more dk points in all three games he's 2200 bucks lugo's been good but lugo's only gonna go like five or six so that gives you one or two at bats versus the bullpen take advantage of those yahtzee so Kingery at 22 is very much in play. Third base position tonight. It gets interesting. You can go with J Ram versus Mize. The Indians will be a kind of under the radar, potentially good matchup versus Mize. Mize is one of those young kids that's going to be all or nothing. So if you want to go to the uh, Indians, you can. But that Indians offense has been dreadful. So that's why I'm paying my attention elsewhere. But I will admit J Ram at 55 is not shabby. He's the highest priced third baseman. You got LaMehu, Arenado, Muncie, all in Coors right below him. So, I prefer Lemayhew. Like I keep saying, I prefer the Yankees. But J-Ram's an interesting pivot, so he's going to go basically unowned tonight. Uh, Bregman at 51. If you just want to save and still pay up technically at third base, Justin Turner in Coors at 5K versus a lefty. Definitely has appeal. We know how well Turner could hit lefties in his career. Hasn't hit him great this year, but this year's kind of been an up-and-down season for Justin Turner as a whole in his career. If you look at his numbers versus lefties, absolutely ridiculous. Coors Field won't uh, hurt that at all. The guy I really want to use if I'm going to save is Gio Yershilla at only 44 against Anderson hitting fifth in that Yankees lineup. That's a very good uh, price point. There's going to be a handful of Yankees I mentioned that are just too cheap. Like Voigt's 49. I still think that's too cheap. LeMay's 54. That's steep. But you got Yershilla and a couple of I'm going to mention that are just like way too cheap for this uh, for this environment the Yankees are playing in right now. If you're punting, Cabrian Hayes at 31 is in play versus Hudson. Shortstop, Gellandor 57. He's another guy like J-Ram. If you want to go up there, it's just hard to pay up for those guys when you see the other matchups on the board. So uh, watch out for that. But uh, Trevor Story in Coors versus Lefty is always a good look at 55. You got Singer versus Lefty. It doesn't scare me at 53 either. So those are good plays. Chris Taylor's is up to 48 because of Coors. He's hitting extremely well. So if you want to go there, you can. It's just a, a steep price point to ask for. That's for sure. Uh, DD's at 44. GPP only. Eric Gonzalez versus Hudson at 4K. That price tags up. Like Paul at only 39 versus the lefty Brault. I can ride that. jong has been slowly getting it going and more impressively walking a ton to get on base. So De Jong at 39, a little bit of value at the position. Uh, Nico Goodrum at 31, if you're fading Bieber, could come into play for you as well. But shortstop, you know, you got Wade at 2200 bucks. not a lot to punt. You're probably paying up more so at short tonight. Outfield position, you're going to be loading up Betts and Coors, which is going to be awesome to watch. Uh, Belly Bombs, Blackman. Judge is back. Stanton's back. Stanton didn't play yesterday. Judge played yesterday. Judge looked horrible. Stanton looked horrible the day before. I'm just going to wait until they get going. I'm going to miss the ball. I'm not paying $5,100 for Judge until I see him start hitting the baseball. He looked lost last night. So that'll be interesting to see. Maybe he goes off. He could. He's got the power to do that. But uh, if you're playing Toronto, Oscar is interesting at 49 as he's returned from the IL. Uh, you got Georgie Springer at 46 kind of getting things going. you got Gritchick, who's got really good career numbers, for Tanaka. At 44. So Gritschick's are really strong GPP play versus Masahiro. But here's one of the Yankees that's too damn cheap. Clint Frazier at 4,300 bucks. The dude is straight raking at 333 over his last 10, over 11 DK points over his last 10. He homered in back to back games. He's hit safely in four straight games, including three straight multi hit games. He has 10 or more points in three of his last four games. He has eight or more points in four straight games. The dude's just crushing the baseball. 4,300 bucks is too cheap in this matchup versus Chase Anderson. So I like Frazier at 43. Uh, Lurie Lori is another cheapie for Toronto. If you're going there, I'd prefer Gritchick if I have to one-off it just for the past history between the two. Uh, Kevin Pilar and Coors versus lefty, and Kiki Hernandez versus lefty and Coors, both very affordable at 4 and 41, respectively. Uh, farther down you go, Aaron Hicks, only $3,600. is your cash game. You have to play him. You play him in all your Yankee staffs, cash and GPP. I don't care. He was $3,700 yesterday. He bats third for the Yankees. He's walking over 26% of the time over the last nine or 10 games. He's averaging 8.8 over his last 10, which is great for cash at that price point. He has double-digit points in his last two games. He's hit safely in three straight games. If you want me to stop, I can, but the dude's just stuffing the stat line. He's 3600 bucks for a Yankees team hitting third right in front of Voight and the other powerhouses. He's going to get on base. He's going to score runs. He is. This is the definition of a cash game value, and he comes in at 3600 bucks for the New York frickin' Yankees. So that is a very, very good point. Yeah, guys like Brantley at 36, uh, 35, still very affordable. McCutcheon at 34, Kemp and Coors at 33. So there's guys down here you can take a peek at, but uh, the big dog right there at Hicks is the value I want. And then there's just some uber punts if you want to go down. You're like Adam Fraser, maybe. Uh, Tyler O'Neill at 28 can be GPP viable if you need to punt there. Mike Talkman at 27 if he cracks the lineup. But he's probably not going to play much anymore with Stanton and Judge Back. You got Tyler Naquin at twenty six, who's kind of cool off a of bit, but could be a value versus Casey Mize. So it's very wishy washy value down below after you get past Aaron Hicks and like McCutcheon and Kemp guys like that. Pitching recap: The Biebs 10-9, play him if not Nola ten one, Framber nine two, Framber more GPP, but definitely can be an SP two in cash. I don't hate it. If you need an SP two in cash, you don't want to you know, you don't want two of the three up top there. Take a peek at the likes of uh, Dakota Hudson at 8200, Masahiro Tanaka at 78, and Seth Lugo at 71. Are two GPP viable cheaper options you can pair up with Bieber or Nola or Framber this evening and get all your bats. When you're stacking, you got Coors, of course, Rockies, Dodgers, both good looks. But give me the Yankees against Chase Anderson. I'm all in on that one. The Astros should get back on track for Lyles tonight. If they don't, that's just a big, big bummer. Uh, Cleveland versus Mize could be another low-owned one that you can pick at, and there's just a feeling like somewhere that St. Louis Pittsburgh game is going to be complete, just waste of time. Or there's going to be dumb fireworks in that one, so there could be some one-offs there if you're multi-entering. Maybe get some St. Louis or Pittsburgh action in there because Dakota Hudson, massive pitch to contact guy. You got Stephen Brault, it's okay, nothing special, and he's he's not going to go deep for the game. So you got Pittsburgh's bullpen, which is very wishy-washy, but it's all about the Yanks for me tonight. I know it sounds repetitive, but. I said it a couple days ago. They're getting healthy. Don't be cute. They have, when matchups like this, it's crazy. On the recent bench with Bubba the other night, Bubba in the back at 49, we kind of previewed the last seven to ten days of the season, good matchups coming up for your season-long teams, guys to pick up. The Yankees get to go to um, – they get this nice matchup. They have a lot of nice matchups, of course, especially being healthy. But we're going to love quick hits next Monday through Wednesday because the Yankees play in Buffalo, Coors of the East. So that's going to be just ridiculous in that one so uh have fun with that but that'll wrap us up again check me out on twitter at bd hit me up if you want to get in the free fantasy sports dg slack chat i will get you taken care of there also if you want to watch this video check out Baller's youtube channel rotoballer, rotoballer premium use promo code bubba for 10 percent off if you give a rating or review for the podcast on itunes i'd really appreciate it. it just takes a couple seconds out of your day and it helps me out way more than you would understand so with all that being said I hope everybody has a great Thursday. Got Thursday night football back in action. The two point conversion podcast will record late Thursday night as we've had some technical issues on Wednesday. Uh, The U.S. Open golf is rocking and rolling. There's sports everywhere. It is a great time to be alive, folks. Hopefully, the rest of 2020 that sucks will be fixed sooner than later. But good luck on this Thursday as this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, September 17th edition. I'm out.